This is Where I'm At, a podcast on health, wellness, and yoga. I'm Lauren D'Angelo. I'm a yoga teacher, writer, and a marketer, and I will be doing the interviewing of my teachers on this podcast. The important people in my life who have taught me and helped me and shaped my life into what it is today. If you listen to this podcast, you can expect to hear talks on health, wellness, yoga, and lifestyle. This is a fun, lighthearted podcast where my hope is you learn something new that you can take away and implement in your life. Plus, you get the added bonus of getting to know local yoga teachers and those in the health and wellness field in the Boston area and beyond. This is Lauren. I'm here today with Rianne Berardi, who is a certified health coach and a yoga teacher. Rianne and I uh, teach together at Universal Power Yoga. I asked Rianne to join us today. Welcome, Rianne. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm so psyched happy. to be here. I'm happy to have you here. So um, I, I asked Rianne to join us because this month and last month, I talked a lot about um, health and wellness and nutrition specifically during COVID-19. And I think while that's still important, I want to talk a little bit and shift a little bit towards um, how to prepare for, for summer, right? And so um, I think one of the things that we're all aware of when, when summer hits, especially here in New England, you know, there's hot, humid days, especially like recently what we've been having. Uh, a lot more people are outside. Um, things are, are in harvest with regards to um, fresh fruits and vegetables. And, you know, I think that appetites can kind of wax and wane based on how active you are or how how hot it is outside. And so I wanted to talk to Rianne today about, um, you know, preparing for the summer, right? If you are also taking a look at trying to get your physical wellness um, just to the best it can be during this time. And then what kind of foods to eat for summer and, and such. So thank you so much for joining us, Rianne. Thanks for being here. Yeah, this sounds great. Excited. <laughs> I know you are. So, um, what's the first thing that you tell clients who kind of come to you and they say, you know, I want, I want to prepare for, for summertime, right? Or maybe it's like, I'm going on a vacation, but wh whatever it might be, specifically in the moment, it's summer. How do you, what would you say? Yeah. So I guess the first thing I want to make clear is that I don't believe in restriction. You know, like... I, the body is very smart. And if so, if we are, say, eating like 2,000 calories and we cut it to 1,000, it's going to work short term, but the body is going to spend its whole time fighting, 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 fighting. And a good analogy is like, I feel like the body is like the computer. You remember like video games? I know people still play video games, but when I was younger, I played video games and the computer like always wins, you know? <laughs> like that's the body. The body's always going to win. Yeah. So I really. I, I feel like I share, you know, and I practice and coach my clients in a way like, let's meet you where you're, where you are now. Because mm -hmm. I really don't believe that, first of all, like sudden or rapid um, fat loss is healthy for us. Mm -hmm. That up and down is actually worse than being maybe, you know, a little overweight. Mm -hmm. um, so meeting you, you, the person where they are and focusing on small steps. Mm -hmm. it's like, what can we do, you know, consistently right now? And that may be starting with like drinking water. Yeah. Drinking water. No water. It's like not, people are not drinking enough water. Oh my gosh. Like I feel like every client. I calculate I, but, this. Is there really, there's a calculation, isn't there? Oh yeah. Like it depends on the seasons, how active you are, you know, your hormones, like if you're female, what's the, the time of the month. But overall, the general rule of thumb is half of your body weight in ounces. 
So we say if you weigh 150 pounds, that would be like 75 ounces of water a day. That's like a good general rule of thumb. Yeah. Yeah. So pretty much no human on the planet is drinking enough water. I know, except maybe me and you. I don't know. You're one of those people. Yes. We always have our water bottles. Oh, in yeah. Here. Yeah. We mm-hmm. hear that I lose my mind if I lose my water bottle, right? Yeah. A lot 100%. of texts, many group texts of, I lost, I left my water bottle at the studio, put it in a safe spot. You do that. Yes. Too. yes. Oh, yeah. It's my sidekick. And when I lose it, it's, you know. Yeah. It's like your hydration goes down tubes, right? It's like yes. Yes. It all goes to hell. Okay. Yes. So, so um, okay. So no restriction, but if, yeah. if, and if somebody says, you know, I want, I want to become healthier. Right. Um, I want to eat healthier. Um, when you tell people, okay, yes, we'll meet you where you're at is water like one of the first things that you start with? And then do you take a look at like what they're currently eating and go from there? Yes. Yes. So water is definitely something we start with. Although some people love water and they're, you're, they're having it throughout the day, every day. And it's not, it doesn't need to be a focus, but I would say for my clients, yes, we absolutely look at what they're eating. What I do with my clients is, and anybody can do this even at home, anybody who's listening to this, podcast today is start a food mood journal. Hmm. So, and so what you do is you write down everything you eat, everything you drink. Um, you'll jot down how you sleep, if you exercise that day. And then from there, instead of tracking calories or macros or any of that, we track our body's biofeedback. So you look at, okay, hunger levels, mm-hmm. energy levels, cravings, digestion, and mood. Those are the five things I really have my clients focus on. So they'll write down like say in the morning, and this is like a a personal example. Okay. So in the morning, um, if I start my day off with oatmeal, which is definitely healthy, like we're talking about a whole grain, you know, no added sugars, nothing, you know, like raspberry cookie, instant oatmeal, nothing like that. Right. Like plain. So no maple brown sugar, instant oatmeal. (laughs) No, no, which I used to eat back in the day and, you know, I used to think it was healthy. Now I know better, but yeah, say I start with like a, you know, a whole grain oatmeal. um, And then the next day I start my day with eggs. My day is completely different. And so I have realized from keeping a food mood journal for me, what foods work for me. And so I really try and help my clients figure out what foods do you love because you have to enjoy the food or else it's not going to last this new way of eating or this healthy way of eating. What foods do you love that love you back, that support your body, keep your hunger levels stable, keep your energy levels stable, you know, keep cravings minimal or like, you know, maybe even non-existent, but that's never the goal because cravings are messages from our body. They're not really good or bad. Um, and you know, would foods, would foods keep your mood relatively stable, um, and digestion. So we're, we're looking for foods that don't make you bloated, don't cause gas, diarrhea, constipation. Cause sometimes even the foods that are considered healthy and you know, they're whole foods, um, don't work well for you and your unique body. Yeah. I love that. I totally love it. What about, um, Speak, going back to water for a second, this is something that I really want to ask you. What about um, additives into water, like a noon tablet or <clears throat> like, which is like an electrolyte tablet, right? How, yeah. What's your, what's your vibe on that? How do you feel about that? 
So there's a lot of different things like the noon tablet. I've never actually looked at like what's in that in terms of ingredients. And then there's like crystal light, right? So there's like a huge extreme range there. Um, I think, you know, if you feel like it helps you and it's clean, meaning the ingredients are real, there's no artificial sugars in there or chemicals or preservatives, additives, et cetera, um, it's fine. But I am, I truly believe that water is hydrating enough mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's all we really need. So you know, as long as we're yeah, eating someone, yep. and drinking enough. If someone wanted to add something that like offered flavor, how do you feel about like a lemon or a cucumber or even watermelon this time of year? Is that, yes. yeah. Okay. I love it. I love it. Like add it, you know, and, and make it real food. So yeah. like slice up real cucumbers, you know, real lemons limes or maybe even like an essential oil that's oil. that yeah. you trust and that's you know that it can be ingested mm -hmm. a couple drops of that in a glass or a stainless steel bottle um to switch it up because yeah not everybody loves water and that can be a challenge yeah. for sure absolutely sometimes i like a lot of a little bit of flavor myself so yeah uh, what about sugar cravings what do sugar cravings usually now this is all like right we've already established this is like so super generic and not all, not everything might fit everyone, but what did, what does sugar cravings usually tell you? Like, what does it mean? Yeah. So it could be a lot of different things. Um, most of the time it's dehydration. Uh -huh. Most of the time, yeah. Like dehydration is most often confused with hunger. So that's what I teach my clients. It's like, if you feel like you're craving sugar, and especially if you just ate a meal not too long ago, have a big glass of water and then reassess. Okay. I love mm -hmm. that. Especially this time of year when it's warmer, right? And the, the weather's changing and okay, that's a really yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's, there's a lot of other things it could be too. Um, it could be a nutritional deficiency, you know? So like some common ones are like magnesium, chromium, zinc, vitamin D, amino acids. Um, so, you know, if you're really concerned and sugar cravings are extreme, I definitely recommend blood tests. Um, cause that's one way that we can find out for sure if there's like a serious nutritional deficiency. Yeah. Um, and then the third biggie is lack of good bacteria. And this is like a loaded um, topic, one, one that I love so, so very much. And that's basically good bacteria is probiotics. So I feel like, and they live in your gut, just to be clear there, right? Um, and I feel like we're hearing more and more about probiotics now, which I love. Mm -hmm. There's more um, products out there that have probiotics in them. But probiotics combined with vitamin D are almost solely responsible for making serotonin in your gut. Yeah. And that's the neurotransmitter that makes us happy. Yeah. 90% of serotonin is produced in our gut because of probiotics. Mm -hmm. And when probiotics are out of whack, meaning like you have too many, well, I guess I should circle back for a second. There are good back, there's good bacteria that's probiotics. And then there's bad bacteria like yeast and just other strands of bad bacteria. We need both in our body, but we need them in the right ratios. It's about like 85% should be good. 15% should be bad bacteria. And for many of us, it's completely swapped. 85% bad, 15% are good bacteria. So when the bad bacteria is outweighing the good, these sugar cravings can be coming from our gut. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because sugar kills the good bacteria and then the bad bacteria, you know, it kind of reminds me like the bad guys, like they kind of just like take over and 
we think that it's willpower, why we can't stay away from the sugar. There are so many reasons why it's not. It's so, so highly addictive, but also it's bacteria and yeast that's like screaming for more sugar in your gut. I love this. Rianne, this is- Yes. So that's technically, and correct me if I'm wrong, that's the pH in your body, correct? That's like the, the balance in your body? Yes, that has something to do with it for sure. Yeah. Um, but we have trillions of bacteria in our gut. It's almost like three to three to five pounds of our body is just bacteria. We have more bacteria in our gut than we do cells in our entire body. That's wild. I feel like we're more bacteria than we are anything else. I feel like we don't talk about this enough. I really know. And I love this stuff. I love this stuff. I've been like trying, I've been like trying to you know, do a workshop on probiotics. And every time I put it out there, like, Hey guys, you know, like in my social, um, communities, like believe in your health on Facebook and and Instagram, like, would anybody want to like learn about probiotics in a workshop? It's always like the last thing people want to learn about, but it's the thing that I just totally geek out about that. I love that. I I see the biggest difference in my clients when we incorporate more probiotic foods and probiotic supplements. So talk to me about, so you already know this, but you know, I, and I've talked openly about my vitamin D deficiency that I had last Mm -hmm. year, which I feel like has honestly taken me, I want to say about two months ago, I finally was like, whoa, I feel normal again from a physical, yeah. Took me a long time to kind of, I feel like rebound from it and get back to where I, I was, but definitely, um, my gut at the time not knowing what was going on, my gut was totally out of whack, which has never been the case for me. Mm-hmm. So apple cider vinegar paired with the vitamin D is what I just started with to try and get my gut to cooperate a little bit more and feel better. What is the secret with, with apple cider vinegar? Like, what is the deal with it? Yes. I'm so happy for you, by the way, that yeah. you've found a way to heal in a natural way too. You know, like thank thank goodness for medicine when we need it. But what's so hard about medicine, not to go on a tangent, is that like you kind of end up with other side effects that you have to deal with later, you know? So um, I'm not at all surprised to hear that vitamin D combined with apple cider vinegar has made such a huge difference for you. Yeah. I'm so happy for you. But the reason is, so apple cider vinegar, I feel like I first heard about it, I don't know, five years ago, my sister-in-law was taking shots of it in the morning to lose weight. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, like, how do you start your day with shots of apple cider vinegar? If you take a sniff of that, like, you'll understand. Um, and I was like, really? Like, weight loss? And I've always been a skeptic of, like, you know, like, diet pills and, and tricks like that. Um, but it actually, I wouldn't say it helps with, with fat loss, but what it's doing is helping to build up your, your microbiome and, and, and create and build, you know, good bacteria in the gut. So apple cider vinegar, as long as you get it with the mother mm-hmm. and you'll see it, the mother is the probiotics. Okay. The bacteria that is like naturally fermented in the apple cider vinegar. And that's what helps. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yes. So it has bacteria. It has probiotic in it. With, yes. When it has the, when it says the mother, right? Like, so Bragg's is one of the most commonly known brands of apple cider vinegar. And it actually says it on it, like with the mother, right? So that's, yes. you know, that that bacteria is in there, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that's like a really easy way to get probiotics 
you know, in on a, on a daily basis is you can put a little apple cider vinegar, like in a glass of water, you can make salad dressings with it. I sometimes even just like drizzle it on the salad. If I don't have time to like make a whole like shake, shake mason jar salad dressing, but, um, really easy way to get probiotics in other ways are like any fermented vegetable, but common ones are sauerkraut, kimchi, um, miso, kombucha, which is fermented black tea, a plain full fat yogurt, kefir, um, real pickles. So as long as there's no like vinegar and preservatives in it, you'll get the bacteria. You really want to shop in like the refrigerator section for any probiotic foods. Um, but yeah, not everybody has the taste for sauerkraut and kimchi. It's sour, it's bitter. And the reason why is most Americans were so used to high sugar, high salt. Yeah. And we've lost that flavor profile. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense actually. Okay, cool. So yeah. So gut. And then what about talk a little bit about um, you know, my dad owns a organic vegetable farm. And so through this over the last, I think now he's been up there, we were just talking about this, I think it's like 12 years or something. Wow. But through that, through I've started to really come on to this idea of eating within season seasons and what vegetables are kind of in during what season, right? And so mm. what would you say, is there truth to, you know, I think we used to call it the caveman diet or paleo or whatever it is, it's eating within the seasons. What does that do to your body? Like, how do you feel about that? I love it. I love it. And since I've personally started practicing more of that, I've noticed a big change, a big change in my body, but also like my moods and my ability to just like ground myself when needed. Um, and this kind of goes back to what I said in the beginning. Like, I feel like so many of us, like myself included, um, and I still catch myself doing it, like we fight our bodies. Like we wanna change, we wanna lose weight, we wanna get more energy, we wanna heal, and it's a fight. We need to start working with our bodies, really listening to our bodies, and also taking it that next step and like working with our environment and nature. Yeah. Like we're all, we're very, very connected not to go on too much of a tangent, but like a good, a good example that I think people can wrap their heads around is like with sleep, like at nighttime, the sun goes down, you know, and everything cools and becomes dark. Well, that's what our body needs to get good quality sleep. We need darkness. So I tell my clients, like if sleep is an issue, like invest in like light blocking shades and make sure your room is cool. Like 60, I think it's like the ideal is like 60 or 62 to 68 degrees, like nothing warmer than that because our bodies are designed to do what nature does. Yeah. And nowadays, you know, we have computers and TVs and, and lights in our house. So we, we fight that. And then that suppresses our melatonin, which is a hormone in our body that helps us you know, prepare for restful sleep, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know? So, so anyway, so we can take that to the next level by like eating with nature and eating within the seasons. And it really does make sense because in the summer, our bodies are craving whether we can hear it or not. But you know, once you clean up your, your diet, I feel like you can hear it more. Like we crave more cooling foods. Yep. And it's hotter in the summer and all the foods that grow naturally in the summer are like mostly water. Yes. It's really cool. You know, like yeah. zucchini and watermelon and cucumbers and gosh, like all the fruits, like blueberries and strawberries. Yes. 
Yeah. And it's like that, it's that way for a reason. So I love, I love that like summertime, I just, I'm more naturally inclined to drink smoothies where like in the winter before when I was fighting my body, when I was trying to lose weight, I was like, okay, protein shakes are good. I was drinking smoothies in the winter, freezing my butt off and I was cold. And then I was, you know, the shoulders up to my ears and then you're like stressed and you're uncomfortable. I was, you know, not really listening, working with my body, eating within the seasons. Because you think about the winter, like our bodies crave and it can be very healthy to eat more warming, grounding foods. Like if you do eat animal protein and meats, like it's more meats, it's more oils, it's more casseroles and soups, you know, whereas in the summer, yes, our bodies 100% thrive on more salads and fruits and vegetables that are growing naturally in the summer. And then the other piece too, is when we eat foods that are in season, we're getting more vitamins and minerals. So, you know, strawberries in the summer, especially if you go right to the farm, you're going to get more nutritional benefit from that strawberry than if you go to the grocery store in the winter and it came from, you know, across the world and it was on a plane and then a bus and then it sat in the store, it loses its nutritional value over time, especially subjected to heat, you know? So we're getting more bang for our buck when we're eating within seasons and and then even local. Yeah. And that's one of my favorite tips too, is like, how do you do that? How do you eat in the seasons? How do you know? You don't even need to look it up. Like what foods are in season, like join a CSA. Yeah. Here, you know, we're fortunate we have fall, spring and summer and you just, you get the vegetables that are grown local, that are grown in season and you get to try new vegetables. I mean, I'm a health coach. I love food and I'm still like, Hey, Instagram, like what is a fiddlehead? You know, like <laughs> the fiddlehead. Yes. Yes. Totally. Yes. Yes, but you're like, you're, you're getting all these colors mm-hmm. and I feel like I'm talking a lot, but let me just finish with this one thing that I love and that I love to teach to like my, my young kids, like the Girl Scouts and, and, you know, third graders and even my daughter now who's four is like, eat the rainbow because your red fruits and vegetables, they're that color because they have similar vitamins and minerals. Your purple foods, they have different vitamins and minerals, your blues, your yellows, your oranges. You know, so like, we don't need to really measure like, oh, am I getting enough, this, that, and the other thing. Let's just try and eat more colors. Yeah, I love And notice, yeah, if there's a color that you're not having and can you find a fruit or vegetable that you love in that color and start to bring it in. That is so incredibly smart. I never even thought about the different colors of the fruits and vegetables and why they are that color and how it relates back to different minerals and vitamins that they actually, they actually do have. And, you know, I know one of the things that first turned me on to really understanding the seasons and eating within the season is the fall time and all the, like the squash and the hearty, the heartiness of like acorn squash and, and pumpkin. And, you know, those are all those really grounding from the earth vegetables that mm-hmm. um, they're so much more hearty. It's almost, and if you read up on it, it's kind of like, well, the whole purpose of those versus like the water-based ones that you just mentioned is like our body is preparing, you know, preparing for the winter and the colder months. And it's funny that you mentioned that about the smoothie because I, I too, I don't like to be cold. It's like number one rule with Lauren. I don't <gasps> like to be cold and Same. I, yeah, I don't like it. And so one of the things that I really started to notice 
when I was making myself like a protein shake first thing in the morning with ice in it, I was like, this is freaking freezing. I don't want this in February. Are you kidding me? Like, why am I doing this? And I started to really change up the way that I would eat in the morning because I just, I, my body couldn't, it couldn't tolerate the cold anymore. You know, I was yeah. like, my teeth didn't even like it. I was like, my teeth are cold. My whole body is breathing. <laughs> yes, totally. And when you're in that state, like it requires energy from your body to try and warm you up. You're stressed out, you're miss, you know? And so then your, you know, energy isn't, just plentiful. Like we kind of have a gas tank of it. So then when you, you come down from that, you're like, Oh, so tired from all of that and being cold and I'm miserable. I want ice cream. I want chips, you know, like, yes. yeah. yeah, yeah. It's I how we it. eat is just as important as what we eat, which is, yeah. you know. So then what about if this time of year and finally with Rhode Island and Massachusetts kind of starting to open back up a, a little bit, you know, one of the things that I've also heard is, well, I'm eating out more or, you know, I can be outside eating. And, you know, I think that's when for some of us, alcohol kind of comes back into play, right? So if you're, mm. if you, I also think that like, like you're saying, you don't believe in, and I agree with you in this idea of like denying our body of anything so long as it doesn't have a wild effect with, right? Like, so mm -hmm. I know that when I eat certain beans, like it just, it doesn't, my body doesn't like it. So I don't. Um, I also think that there's this like checks and balances, right? So I also think that there's a time where you can be out with your friends and the guacamole and chips is like right in front of you. And you're just kind of like grazing, 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 not being as mindful as you can be, right? Mm -hmm. I also think that there's like alcohol that comes into, into play. So if you want to be more mindful, which I think most people do, how, what would you say if, if someone is trying to be more mindful and wants to prepare for, okay, I know I'm going to be going out. So these are the things that I'm going to do during that day to prepare for going out at night. Mm -hmm. That's a great question. So I would really focus on protein and fat. Healthy fats, yeah. Um, it's the alcohol will affect your system a little bit differently, you know. It's and and I think we've experienced this. Like if you go out with an empty stomach, like it's gonna hit you like a ton of bricks, you know. So I really say like before you go out or even like while you're out, like focus on high protein, like clean protein, um, and some healthy fats. Mm -hmm. So that's things like avocado, you know olive oil, like get a good dressing. Don't skip the dressing on your salad, you know, like, mm -hmm. um, and drink water in yeah. between and drink slowly. Um, the other biggest thing with alcohol, other than like pairing it with protein and fat is cleaning up your alcohol. So like I do workshops on clean eating and maybe we should do one on like clean alcohol, but I feel like a big tip is just keeping it simple, mm. drinking what you like. Right. But like like wine or like a dry spirit. I guess that's what it's called, right? Yes. And like doing your best to stay away from like the sugary mixes and yeah. the sodas. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, those really do damage. Yeah. Especially combined with the alcohol. They're going to make you feel way worse the next morning. Um, and, that you know, all that sugar and all that alcohol is going to just really have a negative impact on your blood sugar. Okay, cool. What about um, organic versus non-organic fruit and vegetables, right? So we talked about um, the eating within the season. 
when you're at the grocery store and you're trying to purchase things that are within the season, right, which are kind of easy at this point because they're, they're plentiful. They're usually the ones that are on sale because they, we, there's so much of them. Um, mm -hmm. What about organic versus non-organic? Because that's also becoming more and more popular when you walk through the aisles, right? You see the organic versus the non. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm glad you brought this up because the other day, it was, oh gosh, it was probably like a year ago. Let's be honest, the other day, like I always say that. Um, but it was like, you know, non-organic or organic fruits and vegetables versus like conventionally grown fruits and vegetables are no different nutritionally. Right. And so you see that and you're like, oh, okay, then why spend the extra money on organic? But there's more to it. So conventionally grown vegetables, your non-organic, they have in addition to, yes, the vitamins and minerals that are in the fruit and vegetable, but they have chemicals like herbicides and pesticides that are on them. And those are the things that can do damage. So yeah, the apple is the same as the organic apple, but these herbicides and pesticides are another thing that can kill the good bacteria in our gut. Mm. And the good bacteria in our gut, we already talked a little bit about, but that's like, that's your immune system. So that's going to prevent you from getting sick. If you get sick, you're going to be, you know, if you have a good, strong immune system, you're going to be sick for less. It's maybe less severe. Um, it's also responsible for how you absorb vitamins and minerals, how you release waste. It plays a big role in your metabolism. And we talked about serotonin. It plays a big role in like your happiness and your mood, believe it or not. That gut instinct, like that's real. Like your gut is your second brain, which is a whole nother thing. But what I definitely teach my clients and I think is worth um, sharing today is that we don't need to buy all organic. Okay. So the EWG, which is the Environmental Working Group, every year they come out with the Dirty Dozen Clean 15. And so what that shows us is the fruits and vegetables that we really should maybe spend an extra buck or two and buy organic versus the ones that really don't matter. And there are reasons why they don't matter. For some, it's, you know, just where they're grown. Maybe they just naturally tend to use like organic practices in, you know, in, on the farm. Um, but also some of those are, and we're talking about like the, the clean um, 15 list. Some of them are like just, what's the word I'm looking for? Like layered, thick skinned. So the herbicides and pesticides are used are very, you know, rarely there's a very low chance, if any at all, that it makes it into the actual fruit, the actual part that you eat. So things on the clean, like 15 list are like, um, like corn on the cob, pineapples, um, you know, onions, avocados, they have like a really thick ish sure. skin. Yeah. And then things on the dirty list are like your leafies, like spinach and lettuce, um, your fragile berries. Those are definitely um, highly sprayed. So like strawberries, blueberries. Yeah. Yeah. Even tomatoes. Tomatoes are um, always on the dirty dozen every year. So I do my best to not only buy like organic tomatoes, but look for organic tomato sauce and organic tomato paste which is always like what I get when I hit up Trader Joe's because yes, good prices, always organic, you know, like they've got good stuff. So I definitely recommend like whoever's listening, like Google, like EWG, Dirty Dozen, Clean 15, you'll get a list. You can like click on images and you can save it, save it on your phone. I actually have it in a folder so that even when I go to the store, I'm like, oh yeah, is broccoli dirty or clean, you know? Um, but a good rule of thumb is if it has a thick skin or a lot of layers, you can buy conventional. Like I buy like regular bananas, regular avocados. Avocados are already expensive enough, yes. you know? And you're just eating the inside. So 
Yeah. Okay. Well, I do try and go organic when I can because I want to, I really care a lot about my gut, which I feel like is the center of our body for a reason. It's the core of our health. And I want to protect, you know, my gut microbiome and, you know, my ability to stay well. Yeah. What about, um, unless it's like you want it fresh, like a berry, uh, right. Or fruit. What about like frozen or unless it's in season and it's on sale, right? Like what about frozen versus non-frozen, right? So if I know I'm going to buy blueberries and I'm primarily this week or whatever, going to use them specifically in a smoothie. What about that? Yeah. So I still try and apply, apply the dirty dozen clean 15, but yeah, I do. I do. Even frozen. Um, but you know what, like right now, and I think this is important to share. Like one thing I tell my clients all the time. And, and I said right now, because I mean like right now, like COVID-19 quarantine, we were talking about this Lauren, like you can't always get the fruits and vegetables and the food that you want at the store. So like, don't stress because what I tell my clients over and over again, it's not what you do every now and then that matters. Like I have a bag of regular blueberries, regular, like non-organic blueberries in my freezer right now because I didn't have organic. I'm not going to stress about it. I'm still going to eat it because it's not what we do every now and then it matters. It's what we do most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's the concern. You know? Yeah. Yes. So oh, totally. Okay. Oh so, yeah. Like keeping it stress-free and, you know, just doing the best you can. Yeah. Okay. And then last thing I wanted to ask you about was supplements, right? So this is, you know, I think my vitamin D deficiency story has come up a quite a bit and supplements is definitely something that I've, again, waxed and waned on throughout the years. I've, I've been super consistent and then kind of eh, fallen off. And, you know, now I've been super consistent, you know, for the need of, needing to take the vitamin D because I feel it when I don't. And so what, what's your thought on, on taking supplements? Um, the other one that I take on a regular basis is chased berry, which really helps a ton just with, um, you know, monthly regulation for females mm -hmm. and that's made a, a huge difference. So what, how do you feel about supplements? Yeah. So with supplements, me personally, and as a health coach, I'm not somebody who pushes them a lot, but I would say for the most part, there are four that I recommend for almost any, any, anybody and everybody, because most of us are deficient. First one is vitamin D. Like <laughs> most of us are deficient. It's, it's surprising, although not in New England because we're not out in the sunlight. Sure. Um, but what's fascinating is that it actually requires, I can't remember if it's, um, Oh, this is awful. I should um, look at my notes, but I can't remember if it's 12 or 24 hours, but when you go to the beach and you're like, Oh my God, I've been out in the sun all day. And this is so great. I'm getting all this vitamin D. Maybe I'm the only one that thinks that, but I always do. I always think that every time right. I go outside, vitamin D, but it doesn't really right. have to on me. <laughs> yes. Well, first of all, like our body requires like other vitamins and minerals to actually fully like absorb that vitamin D. But one thing I learned in nutrition school was that when we take a shower, we end up washing like almost all of it off. Like if we're out in the sun, we're supposed to wait. I think it's 24 hours. Really? I have to yes. look into that. I mean, not supposed to wait, yeah, yeah, but like yeah. in order to get like that, that true vitamin D from the sun, we should, we shower some of it off. Isn't yeah. that crazy? Like that I was like, crazy. whoa, that's, that's sense, though, right. Our skin is one of our biggest organs. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, yes. Our biggest organ, excuse me. But yes. I also do know that in order for your body to absorb D, you have to have K. Yes. So yep. 
that I learned. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then what are the Definitely. other? So, okay. So vitamin D, um, a good multivitamin. So right now, and that's like your insurance because it's not every day you're going to have, you know, benign servings of vegetable, fruits and vegetables. And, um, you know, not every day we can do that. So it's like insurance. I love, um, having a good multi and, you know, having my, my coaching clients take their multivitamin, but vitamins are also not regulated. So not all vitamins are created equal. And you really want to look at ingredients in vitamins and make sure it's clean. Um, I really like Garden of Life. It's a whole food based vitamin. It doesn't taste great, but you know, like stick it down as quick as you can. Um, I'm not a huge fan. This is probably not a shocker of like the gummies that have added sugar and even like, you know, artificial sweeteners in them, but a good quality whole food based uh, multivitamin. And then three is a probiotic supplement because we're just not, most of us are not eating. Um, I mean, I do eat kimchi like multiple times a day, but most of us aren't. Um, And that's really crucial for our ability to absorb the vitamins and minerals that we are trying to eat when we're eating well and, you know, we're focusing on our fruits and vegetables. Um, And it also is just like, that's our immune system. So a probiotic. And lastly, a fish oil, a quality fish oil, because most of us are not getting enough omega-3s. Yeah, which also make you happy, right? Help yes. food big time. Yes, big yeah. time. Yeah. It's like brain food and mm-hmm. fats in general just really calm. Mm-hmm. They calm us. Okay. So, um, and, you know, do so much for our body and our bones and, you know, lubricate and digestion. So many, so many things. Um, but yeah, like most of us are not eating enough like cold water fish and, you know, omega-3 rich foods. But one, one tip that I do also um, share is like putting your nuts and seeds in like shaker jars. That's been a big one that my coaching clients love. So like I'm talking about like the Parmesan cheese shaker jars you see when you go out to like an Italian restaurant with the big holes at the top. Or maybe if you have like an old spice jar with like oregano or thyme or rosemary, they tend to have like bigger holes. So refill those with chia seeds, ground flax, hemp seeds, and then you can sprinkle them on anything and everything really. Chia seeds are tasteless. Hemp seeds are a nice crunch. Um, and then you'll be getting like more omega-3s. But yeah, for the most part, vitamin D, multivitamin, probiotic, and fish oil. I really like that idea of, because flax is something that I try to incorporate, which has omega-3 in it. I like Mm -hmm. that idea of adding it to a shaker. That is a really good idea. Yes. Yes. Leave it on the counter, right? You're supposed to keep your hemp seeds in the fridge, but like leave your chia seeds and the flax on the counter. You can add them to anything. Yeah. That's so smart. I just should totally on top of my my salad, right? Or my lunch. That's brilliant. I love that yeah. idea. Actually, my, and my son, my son has yogurt like almost every morning and I, I, the chia seeds are right there. I sprinkle them in. And I know for a fact that if they were in the bag, which, you know, backup is in a bag in the pantry, I would never give them to him, yeah. you know, and just because it's so crazy, you know, like make it food for yourself, friends, family, just life, you know, like, so making it as easy as possible to get those good, like nutrient dense foods, especially the ones that we tend to lack in. Mm-hmm. Um, you, there's little tips and tricks. And then there's always supplementation, but you do want to make sure it's a quality company, a quality supplement. Right, right. Um, so tell us what it is that you do. So you work a lot with one-on-one clients, right? Yes. So as a health coach, um, 
I have one on one clients and oh my gosh, like they're just like, oh, my heart and soul. I love them so much. Um, my programs, I offer like a three month program and that's more for the person that like, you know, kind of understands healthy eating when they're like, I feel like they come to me and they're like, I know what I should do, but I just can't do it. Like, why do I know and I know and I can't do it? And, um, so we, so I have the three month program for that person and six month program. Um, for the person that's just kind of totally overwhelmed, it doesn't really know what's healthy and what's not and how to read a label. Um, but within both of my one-on-one programs, we meet once every two weeks. Um, it, you know, it's in person or virtually. Obviously, right now, it's all virtually with the coronavirus and quarantine. Um, but yeah, that's, that's it. And I work with my clients to really help them find their personal roadmap to health. So not necessarily like this is a diet you should try. Let's really see what foods feel good for you, you know, and, and what are you eating and how can we upgrade it? Cause that's the thing. Like it's really quality over quantity. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And so I teach my clients how to read labels. Um, like one of the first things we'll talk about is like, what is clean eating? And my favorite definition of clean eating is doing your best or what is it exactly? It's like caring about quality and doing your best to eat clean, not obsessing and focusing on cutting out the crap. And crap is an acronym that C stands for chemicals. (laughs) R stands for refined sugar, refined flours. A is for artificial ingredients of all kinds, like colors, sweeteners, flavors. And P is preservatives. I love that, Rianne. I absolutely love that. I love it too. <laughs> so clean eating, here it is actually. Clean eating is caring, not obsessing about ingredient quality and doing your best to cut out the crap. And then the crap is an acronym. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Okay, cool. So yeah. if people want to work with you, where can they find you? So I have a women's Facebook group. Um, and that's believe in your health dash health coaching with Rianne. And I just love this group. You're a part of it, Lauren. And there's something really special about it. Like everybody's so supportive of one another and food can be very personal. Yeah. How we eat. I mean, it's so different, you know, like depending on our culture, our background, what works for us. Yeah. Um, and yet everybody is so supportive and I love the group because you can go on and say yeah. like, Hey, this is what, um, this is what's going on for me. Or, right, you know, yeah. yeah. Does anybody have any good recipes for this? You know, I just got this vegetable on my CSA. What do I do? And like people respond and people talk and it's a conversation. So I have that on Facebook. I do have believe in your health on Facebook, but I don't do anything with the like business page. It's just a placeholder for now. Um, because the group is just where my, my heart and soul is. And then me, like, if you want to like, follow me and see, oh gosh, my crazy kids, what I eat every day, you know, like my sort of like daily blog is on Instagram and that's, um, believe in your health. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. So if people want to work with you, they can reach out to you on either of those places, right? Just like a DM. Yes. Yeah. And also my website, which is believe in your health.com. Okay. I want to look up like more of my philosophies and you know, what else I offer because I do also offer, um, workshops and group programs from time to time. Also one of like a favorite is going grocery shopping together. So like I do that, I offer that as like a one-time service. We'll go to your store. So we'll talk about the foods you buy and, you know, 
we look at ingredients and can we upgrade those? Um, what are you missing in your diet? And we, you know, I show people where the probiotic foods are and how to incorporate those. Um, also, some people are like, oh, take me to Trader Joe's. I have no idea how to navigate that place. I love Trader Joe's. If you follow me on Instagram, you know that. And so I know all the like truth, the truthful, healthy foods in Trader Joe's because yeah. the grocery like, store is so overwhelming. You know, every food company is trying to convince you that their food is healthy and you know, a lot of it is total BS. It is. You totally have to read the labels. You yes. really, really do. It's like the other day I was looking at, I don't know the name of the bar and it doesn't matter because I wouldn't say it anyway, but it said like high in protein and I turned it around and it was like, it, it, it was not high in protein mm. and like the carbs and the fat was quite, it was so much higher. And then I was like, this is not true. It's, mm -hmm. it's lying. They're mm -hmm. lying. True. Um, and I think that, you know, the other thing too, is you do have to look at the sugar content. Um, mm -hmm. Quick story about this. I was at one point, I was trying to figure out how to get apple cider vinegar in my system without having to take the shots. And I got gummies, apple cider vinegar gummies until I realized a, the mother wasn't part of it, right? Couldn't be. And B, the sugar content was like, I might as well just have eaten like, you know, gummy bears. Like it's just, right. it's not, I'm like, this is, this is not doing what I intended. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I think that was just a learning lesson for me, kind of a funny one, but also on Trader Joe's, you were the one that ta taught me about the, um, the cauliflower gnocchi that exists. Oh, yes. So good. Have you tried the kale gnocchi? Yes. And they even had a sweet potato one too there not long ago. Yeah. Delicious. Delicious. Place is the best. Yes, it is. Okay. So last but not least, I always ask all, um, everybody who comes on. So thank you for being with us again. Who are your teachers? Oh, yes. Oh, this is such a good question. You know, I don't know if, any, if everybody says this, but my mom and dad, like 100%. So my mom, to start with, um, I named my company Believe in Your Health because I truly believe that our mindset is like 75% of us reaching our health goals, staying healthy for the long term, um, you know, for so many reasons. Like if we're just, you know, constantly comparing ourselves to others, like we're never going to be happy. We're never going to reach our personal goals you know, and, and just, you know, the attitude of gratitude and focusing on what we do have versus what we don't have is it supports us in so many ways. Like stress affects everything, you know, it kills the probiotics. That's sort of like a big topic for us. Like it, you know, I think stress is going to be like the new like sugar in five years in the health and wellness industry. But anyway, my mom is, if you follow me on Believe in Your Health, like you see, like I am a positive person and it's not just like I'm posting these positive messages. Like it's who I am because my mom is like the most positive person in the world. And she has taught me the importance of positivity and you know, try and practicing self-love mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and body love and gratitude. Yeah. The easiest doorway to joy. You always have it. I feel like you always, you just have that. So I, I can appreciate that. I appreciate your mom for that because it, it definitely, um, it definitely shows in who you are as a person for sure. Mm, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. She is, <laughs> she is amazing. Um, yeah. So my mom and then my dad, my dad was like the realist. My dad passed, it'll be four years in November. Um, 
but you know, he's a big reason why I do this work. So when he first got sick, I think I just graduated from nutrition school. And my plan was, um, cause I also had just had my first child. My plan was to go back to work, which I was working at a school in development part-time and like maybe do this health coaching on the side. Um, well, when he got sick, my mom had to take care of him full time and my mom was going to watch Joya. So I was like this incredible moment where I was like, this is what I need to do. Like everything is telling me this is what I need to do. Like he is sick. And you, I felt it so to the core that like, if we don't have our health, we have nothing. So true. Like our health is so important. And I've learned this information. I want to share it. I don't want to share it part-time anymore. Like this is what I need to do. This is what I need to do. So I didn't go back to work and I jumped in like, you know, fearful and everything. Like, am I, am I good enough to be a health coach? Like, am I even going to be good at this? It was a whole new job for me, you know, partly because I realized like how truly important our health is and, and food really is medicine um, and can heal and we can eat in a way that fights disease rather than breed it, you know, and Totally. So, yeah. And I mean, and so for so many other reasons, my mom and my dad are my teachers, but in, in regard to like how and why I am here now as a practicing health coach and, and loving my work um, is the two of them. And then the third is um, Todd Scroland and David Vendetti from South Boston Yoga, because that truly started and like launched my health and wellness, um, my interest in it and they, they made me realize that like, wow, I can do this as a job. Yes. And when I started my teacher training, I thought we were going to go in and learn how to teach a class. And it was so much more than that. It was such a deep dive into who are you? What makes you passionate? Yes. You know? Are- yes. It's the and- question. Who are you? Yes, yes. <laughs> totally. Yeah. So like that was, that was a big moment for me. Like it was after teacher training and I was like, oh my God, like I love health and wellness. I love yoga. Like I want to take this to the next level. And that was when I enrolled in nutrition school, you know, and then. That's amazing. That's yeah. David, I feel like David and Todd have that effect on people. Yeah. Yes. Sure. Oh I, love my gosh. I love hearing that. I feel like, I hope that they're listening to this because I feel like they need to hear it right now. <laughs> big time, big time. Yeah. Southwestern yoga is just like, it's in me. It's a part of who I am. It will live on forever. Um, And then what's your favorite quote? So, yeah. So this changes for me so often, depending on like mood and what's going on. Um, But Jen Palmer, our fearless leader at UPY, she was the first one that said this to me and it's really stuck with me. So you know the whole quote, like the grass is greener on the other side. She says sometimes in her class and when I first heard it, I was like, oh my gosh, the grass, the grass is greener where you water it. Yes. Yes. I feel like, Lauren, it applies to everything. Like our mindset you know, and, and our bodies, like literally, like we want to feel healthier. Like we've got to nurture and nourish our body. We've got to give it the water and the food it needs, not the comparative thoughts and the restriction and the, the this and that. We've got to treat it like it's this yep. beautiful home that it is and it yeah. requires. And it, it go, it, it's so much, I feel like so much of what you're talking about also just goes back to the practice completely. Like what you just said about how you know, it really came full circle for you when you were doing your teacher training, because so much of what the practice does teach us is to like be on your own mat, just like you're taking care of yourself so that you can be your optimal healthy self so that 
you can help serve others, right? Same concept. If you're feeling your best, then it's kind of like you're, you're a little unstoppable, right? And I, I feel like I learned that a little bit the hard way last year when I really, like, I felt really horrible. And I, at the time, I couldn't figure out why, but I, you know, I still was teaching and I was still holding space, but it was, it was difficult because I just didn't, I didn't feel well inside, you know? And it wasn't, mm-hmm. it wasn't like a, you know, a mental health. It was more just like a, I am tired all of the time and I don't know what is wrong with me. Um, you know, so I feel like it's so true. I had to, I, I really believe in this idea of, you know, putting your head down, focusing on yourself so that you can be the best person that you can be. And I am a big believer that when you do that, everything else around you just opens up the way that it's supposed to, right? Mm-hmm. You're focusing on like, I want this, I want this, I want this, I want this. You're missing out on where your focus really should be. It's almost kind of like the universe is like, um, no, because you're not doing what it is that you're supposed to be doing. Right. Yes. Yeah. It's- so well said 100%. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then the only other thing that I love to do is tell a story about, um, why you're one of my teachers. And I already told you this. I always like to prep the people, but <laughs> this yeah. is a funny story. So, um, you taught me the word non-negotiable or how to use it in the way that it should be used. So um, I bumped into you one night at the yoga studio at UPY while I had just taught. I was leaving, you were coming in. I hadn't seen you since your dad had passed. So I had wanted to give you like a big hug and kiss. And we were, we were chit chatting and just talking. And, and, um, you know, you said to me, you were like, this is my first time back in the studio. And I, I had told my husband tonight that it was just, it was a non-negotiable and I had to be here. And I remember I left and that moment stuck with me where, you know, I'm not always the best at voicing, like, this is what it is that I need. And that word non-negotiable has always stuck with me as kind of like, a, okay, Lauren, like if you had to do this system of checks and balances with what's happening right now at present moment, is it a non-negotiable or is it something that you can move past? And so, um, I use it all the time, Rianne. I use it all yes. the time. I love that. I love that so much. And I guess hearing you say that, like I didn't realize how much non-negotiable was like a part of how I practice my own health and wellness and with my coaching clients. Because the last session for almost all of my coaching clients, it's, I want you to write down like at least your five, it's usually like five non-negotiables. Like what you need to do on a daily basis to feel good in your body. Yes. You know, and it's usually simple, basic stuff. Yeah. Like yeah. for me, like starting my day off with water. Like if I start my day with a glass of water before coffee, before food, before anything, changes everything. My energy levels, my hunger, my cravings, mm-hmm. right? And then it's also like protein for breakfast. Like with my metabolism, I need protein for breakfast. If, if I don't, like I'm chasing carbs all day, I'm not feeling stable and happy, um, you know. And then there's other things, my supplements for sure. Like- a moment to breathe, yes. meditate or yoga ugh, every day. Yeah. Some movement, you know, some movement of some kind. But I, I love that. I, yeah, I'm like, I, oh, wow, that is like a thing of mine, I guess, non-negotiables. Yes. 
It is. And it really taught me like this concept in my mind of prioritizing and not necessarily and not feeling guilty about it, but really mm. knowing like, no, this is what I need in order to move forward and be who it is that I want to be. And I, yes. I am, I think I just have become a really super believer that I think a lot of us feel a lot of guilt with like, well, I can't take that time. And that means that you know, it's less time with the kids. And like lately for me, I was telling one of my best friends, Deb Flanagan, like when Truman was a puppy, this sounds ridiculous for people who don't have puppies or, or not animal people, but like when you have a little puppy, it is, the care is a lot. And I mm -hmm. started to get this like wild feel of guilt if I could, if I left my puppy alone for like an hour or if I didn't play with him for an hour or like a day went by when I, we didn't have our afternoon walk, it would just be like this. And I can't even imagine what it's like with a kid if I, once I compared it to a puppy, you know, but then I started to realize like, you know what, in order for me to be present and actually play with this puppy and give him the, the love that he gives me unconditionally, I have to make sure that I'm taking care of myself and the puppy's not going to really know the darn difference anyway. So mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like it, it, that started to really have an effect on me. And I, I think that that's a really big deal for, for all of us. There's always things, right? If you're a parent, if you're a husband or a wife, if you do have a dog, like whatever it is, there's it, work. Work is a huge one, right? Like other family members, if you're a caretaker, there's always something, there's always something. So you've got mm -hmm. to make the conscious effort to know that these things are non-negotiable and create the space, right? Yes. It, you just have to do it. Yeah. Uh, and I, that was the best way to describe it was the non-negotiable word. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And we, we kind of start thinking about these things as almost like food and water. No one feels guilty for sitting down eating breakfast, lunch or dinner or drinking throughout the day, sleeping at night, right? Like those things are important for our health, but these other things, our own non-negotiables are just as important for our mental health, our emotional stability, you know, our, our energy level so that we can care for ourselves and others. It's all health. That's right. Health is so much more than what we put in our mouth. Yes. Yeah. The mental health and wellness, I think, is especially this year, I think this year has just really shined a bright light on the importance of mental health, right? Like when you're in lockdown mode and you can't leave your home, what, what are you doing to ensure that you still have a healthy mindset, right? And, mm -hmm. and so I think that knowing what those non-negotiables are and almost creating a system or a routine, exactly like what you just said. I know I have to have water every morning when I wake up. I know I have to have protein in my breakfast. That's a routine that you know is the best for you so that you can be the best that you can be. I think when we all sit down and think about it, we all have those little things and it's being very mindful and aware of what those things are. So... Right, right. And if they don't happen, like compassion and grace, because yeah. it's not every day that I have water. Like, what was it the other day? Like my, I woke up to my daughter, like poking me in the eye and she had this sore neck and it was like instant drama, you know, from the start of the day on, um, <laughs> the whole thing, but you know, like, but we, we do our best for the most part. Like we, you know, again, what we do most of the time, not what we do every now and then. So if they don't happen, we move on. That's right. That's right. You no, know, and we do our best to like make the next thing happen. Right, right.
you know. Awesome. Thank you. I love you so much. It was so great to talk to you. This was like totally amazing. I know. I loved it too. I could talk to you for another hour or two. Jeez. This is awesome. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I love your podcast. Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah. Keep sharing. This I is will. awesome. I definitely will. I'll talk to you soon. Have a good weekend, Rianne. Thank you. You too. Bye. Bye, Lauren. Bye.